Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick and Joni Holm. We are here with two special guests today, Dr. Ann Harris and Dr. Aaron Krogman. Dr. Harris and Dr. Krogman are dentists at Brookings Dental Clinic and are here to answer our dental questions this morning. Good morning, Dr. Harris and Dr. Krogman. Thanks for taking the time to be here with us this morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So let's begin by having you tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, Dr. Harris, would you like to begin? (laughs) Sure. Um, I am a Brookings native, so born and raised here in Brookings. And I did my undergrad at SDSU and went to Lincoln, Nebraska for dental school, which is where I met not only Aaron, but my husband, Chris, who practices at our office as well. Um, we, geez, moved back to Brookings in 2006 and have been practicing here ever since. Uh, my dad is a dentist and he started the clinic back in the late seventies. So, um, I feel very, very blessed to have been able to join him in practice. Um, so Chris loves it here too. He says Brookings is the best kept secret. So I'm, I'm fortunate to have him loving the Brookings community as well. Uh, we have four kids, uh, ranging from from 16, 14, 13, and 10. Um, They all go to school here in Brookings, so they keep us busy outside of the office. Um, Yeah. Excellent. Great. That's a great story that, you know, you get to work with some of your favorite people. My favorite people, (laughs) right? (laughs) So that's great. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's wonderful. Dr. Krogman, will you tell us about yourself? Yeah. Um, I am from Nebraska, actually. My hometown is Fremont, Nebraska. Um, went to undergrad at Nebraska Wesleyan University in Lincoln, um, then went to dental school at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Lincoln with Ann here, and um, that's where we met one another. Um, she moved me to Brookings. <laughs> I transplanted here about 2012. Um, and it was always fun to, we always kind of joke that we would work together. Our main names were both Johnson. So uh-huh. back in dental school, they called us Johnson and Johnson. Nice. So yeah, now I'm here working with my best friend um, and married to my husband, Ryan. And we have five kiddos. So that keeps us hopping. Yes. But yeah. And her South Dakota O is. Oh, jeez. Much worse than mine now. <laughs> yeah, I picked up the. <laughs> she I used adapted. to tease me about it in school. I used to tell so. her she had an accent, uh-huh. and I think I've picked it up. Yeah, so. hers yeah, is yeah. way thicker. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Aaron, what made you interested in dentistry? Oh, that's kind of a long story. Um, I do not have a dentist in my family, um, but I was always interested in the medical field. I was always a little artsy. And I actually took a summer job in my hometown. Um, There was a dental assistant out on maternity leave. They needed somebody. And I thought, (laughs) well, I'll give that a try. And lo and behold, I thought, I like this. So Uh um, kept pursuing my undergrad studies and got into dental school. And here we are. Excellent. Yeah. Do you say you started doing that in high school? No, this was in undergrad. Oh, in undergrad. You were like, let's try that. Yeah. yeah kind of combined all the things I love. So. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. What is the journey to becoming a dentist uh, as far as education goes and all of that? Dr. Ann, you want to tell us about that? 
Sure. Um, typically, it is like a four-year undergraduate degree. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be in, you know, a science, mm-hmm. but there are certain credits that, you know, have to be have to be completed. Um, and then usually in your like your junior year of college, you apply for dental school, um, which is quite the process. Um, and then dental school is typically a four-year program. Okay. So yeah. All right. Yeah. And how about you, Dr. Ann? Were you always, did you always know you were going to be a dentist or did, <laughs> did you kind of wander into it? Uh, you know, honestly, well, growing up, of course, with my dad being a dentist, um, he was kind of always my hero. So mm-hmm. I never thought about doing anything else. Like, I, you know, I never had it forced on me. Actually, when I told my dad I was going to apply for dental school, he gave me this look and he was like, are you sure? Um, so I but I'm so glad kind of like Aaron mentioned the arts I feel like dentistry is the perfect blend of art and science Um, if you think about it we use our hands all day every day we get to make things and create things Um, so it's really actually pretty fun Mm -hmm. Um, and of course there's a lot of science you know that goes behind it too but yeah it's like I said I never really I never thought about doing anything else so yeah Excellent. Well, we're going to go to our first break and give our listeners an opportunity to call in if they have any dental-related questions this morning for Dr. Ann or Dr. Erin. Now is a great time to call in with those at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Cigarette smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer, but it can also be caused by other forms of tobacco like pipes and cigars or breathing secondhand smoke or being exposed to asbestos or radon. We also are concerned with people who have a family history of lung cancer. Lung cancer symptoms may include coughing that gets worse and doesn't go away, chest pain, shortness of breath, wheezing, and coughing up blood. Other illnesses that can cause these these symptoms should be investigated as well. If you have any symptoms, talk to your doctor. For help to quit smoking, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit cdc.gov slash quit. Your provider at the Avera Medical Group is a good resource to discuss lung symptoms. Call 697-9500 for an appointment. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have Dr. Ann Harris and Dr. Erin Krogman here to answer our dental questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Let's start with some of the basics. What do you wish everyone knew when it comes to our dental care? Dr. Ann, what do you think? What, what do you wish we would, everyone would just know when it comes to <laughs> dental care? Here's your chance to tell us. You know, I feel, and I feel like most people do, but I feel like teeth can be one of those things that we 
take for granted a little bit um, and we don't always realize how important they truly are until you know they're gone or we lose a tooth for whatever reason um, it is pretty incredible you know we use our teeth to chew and eat we use our teeth to talk um, and smile which is you know a huge part of what gives people confidence so um, you know I just I, I wish everybody you know, realize that they are really important and they are kind of a gateway to our health. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's an excellent point. Dr. Erin, what are some of the basic things we should all keep in mind? These things we know, but just remind us when it comes to taking good care of our teeth. Uh, One thing that I always wish patients would know is that having a cavity doesn't necessarily hurt. And so I think that ties in with the importance of seeing a dentist regularly and finding things before they hurt because that could really save and the importance it goes back to importance of keeping your teeth and just knowing that um, a problem doesn't necessarily equal pain might save patients a lot of um, not only discomfort headaches cost um, and so I can't stress the importance of seeing a dentist regularly yeah that's a great point because um, you never. I never know going into the dentist. Are they going to find something or not? <laughs> right. Because, right. right. like you said, if we're going in for those regular appointments, we don't hopefully feel care. anything right. or whatever. Because but so then, many patients say, "Well, I didn't know I had a cavity. Nothing hurts." And it's right. Like, well, that's you probably wouldn't. That's a good thing. Yeah, it is a great thing. <laughs> right. We don't want you to hurt. It's a lot easier to fix a small cavity than a big cavity. So. Yeah. And what do you normally do to fix a cavity? What's the process usually? You know, usually uh, for a small cavity, it's just a matter of, um, you know, making sure the patient is comfortable um, so they can't feel anything, and then removing the decay and placing a restoration, which anymore typically is like a white or a composite filling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, so just yeah. get that out, th- out of there yeah. and replace it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Very good. All right, we have a question here. Is it true that if you are going to drink sugary drinks, it is better to drink them with a straw? You know, it certainly can't hurt. You hear that with, like, sugary and acidic drinks. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And the thought is that it goes right down the hatch, right? Like, so it doesn't... (laughs) It doesn't hit those teeth. It doesn't, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, unless you're swishing or that sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean, it certainly can't can't hurt. So I would say one of the best things is if you are going to drink the sweet drinks or the sugary or acidic drinks... Um, to not sip on it. So, you know, have it with a meal, drink it, be done with it. If you can switch with water afterwards, you know, that's even better yet. Um, it kind of helps that mouth return to that nice neutral pH quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a straw certainly can't hurt. <laughs> so. I remember in elementary school, we must have had some sort of talk on dental care or something, and I think they mentioned swishing with water to just kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. rinse your mouth after you eat and whatever. But I feel like my class, my little class of 13 kids in Magnolia, Minnesota, decided it would be a good idea to swish our milk. And so I think oh. at the end of lunch, we were all like swishing our milk, and then I think we had a correction after that. Well, actually, yeah. we want you to swish with water, water. <laughs> not the milk. But yeah, I remember just taking that in at a yeah. little dental lesson when we were in elementary school. I love it. So, I think that is what gets people into trouble, though, especially with, like, the flavored coffees and the, yeah. you know, the doctored up coffees. Like, they'll sip on them all morning, mm. and, you know, it's kind of just a constant bath on your teeth of, you know, 
the sugar. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. drink it, be done with it, move on. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> Speaking of the coffees and such, with do do they stain your teeth? Drinking coffee, teas, things like that, Dr. Aaron? Mm, they do. Okay. Like coffee, tea, red wine. Uh, all those all those delicious all those things. things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. they can cause stain. Okay. So the same thing, probably best to just clean your teeth as fast as can afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rinse with water. Rinse with water. Rinse with water. Okay. Keep it Excellent. Simple. Excellent. How does our diet affect our dental health? We've talked about the sugary drinks a little bit. What else, when it comes to diet, do we need to know um, about our dental care or risk? Well, I mean, again, we talked about this with drinks, but lim- limiting those uh, sugary foods, um, starchy foods, all those things can, um, you know, the bacteria in our mouth feed on those sugars and lead to tooth decay. And so limiting those, eating a nice, nutritious, balanced diet um, is important as well. Um, Water, you can't go wrong with water. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to my elementary school days again, they, we always had a little cup of fluoride once a week that we had to swish. I don't know if that was a normal thing or not, but that's something we did in Magnolia. Um, I think once a week they'd have these little little tiny cups of fluoride swish, and then we'd all go spit it out. Let's talk about fluoride. Cool. <laughs> and, and how are your teeth, Laura? I think they're okay. <laughs> I don't know. Normal? Normal. Um, but what what is fluoride? What does it do for our dental health? Why is it important? And how do, how do most of us get our fluoride today? Sure. Sure. No, fluoride is definitely a hot topic. Um, Fluoride is, you know, it's a naturally occurring mineral that has been shown to drastically um, prevent tooth decay. Um, So we'll get it, you know, in our toothpaste, um, in the, in here in Brookings, it is in our water source. So we do get that systemic, systemic fluoride when the teeth are developing. Um, But it is, it's, you know, it's been shown to be very effective. It keeps that enamel nice and strong, prevents cavities, um, and reduces the, you know, susceptibility of, of cavities forming um you know in on the on the enamel surface so is that important throughout our aging process or is it more important for kids is it important for all of us as we get older is fluoride still have value to us yeah you know and of course it all comes back to some people are more cavity prone than others um so especially as we get older and or we may be on more medications which can cause us to have more of a dry mouth we might have you know some recession which has then we have root exposure which that root surface is not as strong as our enamel so you know those areas are going to be a little more susceptible to decay so that fluoride again just helps you know keep everything nice and strong and hopefully hopefully prevent cavities from forming. So, um, you know, when your teeth are developing, that's where that systemic fluoride that's in our water, um, you know, is probably, I would say, more important for mm-hmm. the younger people that have, you know, don't have their teeth yet or they're still, you know, forming. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think fluoride is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. So. so we get our fluoride, like you said, through the water, through our toothpaste, things like that. And then when we go in for appointments, usually th- there's often an option to get a yeah. fluoride treatment. Mm-hmm. What? How is that different or helpful in addition to those other basic things? Dr. Erin, you want to talk about those fluoride treatments? Yeah. No, it's just another way, again, you know, in some children, and that was interesting, you mentioned that you had to swish with water every week. 
or with the fluoride, excuse me. But you wonder, was that in your water? And not everybody, you know, well watered. Right. I mean, I grew up on a farm with well water until I was, it probably wasn't. Probably middle school. That's what I'm guessing, mm -hmm. that maybe you didn't have fluoride in your water, and that's why they were supplementing it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for kids, especially when they come in, that's a great way to give them that additional... Um, more concentrated, more concentrated amount of fluoride, mm-hmm. just to again help pr- tooth decay. Um, it can remineralize the enamel. Let's say mm-hmm. a, a small lesion or a small cavity has started to form, and so that can actually stop the progression of that cavity too. So it it is really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Okay, well it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any questions you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. It leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have Dr. Ann Harris and Dr. Aaron Krogman here to answer our dental questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605 692 Dr. Ann, we had a question come in. What is the average cost to have a tooth pulled and cost to have a tooth filled? Oh, that's a, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I wish I could say there was an easy, straightforward answer to that question. Unfortunately, it really depends on, you know, the size of the cavity, how many surfaces of the tooth it covers, what material it's going to be restored with. Um, So it really, that, you know, restoring a tooth can vary. Um, And same with an extraction too. You know, um, a single routine extraction is going to cost significantly less than a surgical partial bony extraction. Um, And then it would depend if you know, the patient needs sedation or um, any any sort of other procedures with it. So mm-hmm. whether they need a bone graft or, you know, some osseous recontour- recontouring. Um, so, yeah, I wish, I wish I could say there's a straightforward, simple answer to that. But, um, you know, it's probably something where each situation is different and, um, you know, could certainly be treatment plan, but it would have to be evaluated first. Okay. All right. It varies. I can, that makes sense. Yes. Another question came in. Please discuss teeth whitening and if there are any dangers to watch out for when whitening. Dr. Erin, can you talk to us about that? No, that is another good question. There's so many options available, um, both over the counter and in office whitening. Um, And, you know, things to watch out for, I guess, if you do the over the counter um, you know make sure that you follow the directions um, carefully and then one thing to kind of watch out for too you know a lot of times those come with 
a generic tray that fits in your mouth. Um, and so sometimes the bleach material can um, come in contact with the gum tissue and so it can irritate the tissue. Um, so you have to be a little careful with that. Um, we offer um, take-home custom trays for patients. So those are gonna be um, designed to fit around the teeth um, and contour around the teeth a little more appropriately. And that can limit some of that exposure to that um, bleach to the, the gum tissue. So that's helpful. Um, again, following the directions carefully. And that another thing that patients will sometimes um, comment on is that they have some sensitivity as a result of bleaching. So there are some things that we can do um, to to help patients with that. And, you know, every patient is a little different there, but you can use a sensitive toothpaste or even, you know, taking a break and not bleaching, you know, on consecutive days. That can be helpful too. Um, but yeah, they're, they're very popular. Right, it seems mm -hmm. like that. Are there, are there long-term, like, 20 years down the road, you might have an issue with this because you did a bunch of bleaching or right. kind of a long-term consequence? You know, if done appropriately, they say it does not um, damage the enamel of okay. the tooth. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And, you know, I always say, too, be a little careful. There's so many products out there right now um, that you can find on Amazon. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, you don't really know the history or the background with those. So... Um, if someone is ever concerned, it doesn't hurt to just ask and make sure that that it is appropriate to use. Mm -hmm. So we typically say, like, look for that ADA yes. seal. You yeah, know, that I mean, seal if it's of something acceptance. approved by the American Dental Association. It's it's probably safe to use. Right, oh, that's a good recommendation. So, yeah. Okay, check. And that, that goes for like toothpastes as well. Um, look for that seal, like Ann said. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. We had a question come in actually from our prairie doc, Dr. Kelly Evans. <laughs> she texts, she's listening this morning, and she oh, says, I have a lot of older patients <laughs> who struggle with dry mouth. Why is that a problem, and what tips do you have that can help with dry mouth? That is a very, yeah. it is a very common, um, you know, problem, and um, like we talked about earlier with the fluoride and using fluoride, especially when you have those root surfaces. So mm. people who are on a lot of medications tend to have a dry mouth. Um, and it does it. Unfortunately, they don't have that saliva to act as a buffer and neutralize their oral environment. Mm. So all of a sudden we will start to see more root surface decay, um, you know, and just a host of other issues. They get that burning tongue syndrome. Um, it can be really uncomfortable and frustrating too. And, you know, for us, like, it's not fun. It's not fun to do a bunch of fillings and then six months later they have more cavities. I mean, that's not rewarding at all. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be definitely like an uphill battle with the dry mouth. There are products available that really do help. Um, there's, we often prescribe a, like a prescription toothpaste that has about five oh. times the fluoride of what you get over the counter. Okay. Um, so getting people who are at higher risk using products like that is very beneficial. And some of them are formulated for people with dry mouth as well. Um, one of the, like some of the best feedback I've gotten from patients, there are these little like candies, they're called xylomelts. And so they have xylitol in them um, and they just kind of stick them on the inside of their cheek. 
and they might pop one in before they go to bed and um, they get a lot of relief with that it kind of stimulates that salivary flow Um, and then the xylitol which is a naturally occurring sugar which that's been shown to prevent cavities Mm. Um, you get that benefit as well Um, so really it's it's about finding you know products and doing everything you can that diligent home care um, you know pushing things sugar-free gums sugar-free candies that stimulate that salivary flow but it's a struggle Mm -hmm. I mean it's a real it's a real thing and you feel for patients who suffer from that dry mouth so good question Dr. Evans yes (laughs) (laughs) you talked at the beginning about not taking our teeth for granted I'm just thinking gosh I take my saliva for granted yes yeah talk a little bit more about the role of Mm -hmm. saliva and what that is doing you were just kind of explaining that but I was I've never even thought about that Mm -hmm. before so Dr. Erin you want to talk about that because when you drink those sugary drinks um or even the foods we eat our saliva helps neutralize that acidic environment it breaks down those sugars and it also helps cleanse our teeth too so especially effective you know at nighttime um, our sal our saliva decreases so that's why we always push the nighttime brushing so hard too but it's it's huge and so when you don't have enough you have the dry mouth like Ann said it leads to decay so um you know, and that comes back to as well when we we're talking about those sugary drinks. If you're sipping on them throughout the day, our saliva it just can't keep up, and so that's what leads to decay. And so, Anne mentioned you're better off just if you're going to have, say, a soda, you just drink it all with your meal, be done with it instead of sipping throughout, just so your saliva has a chance to do its job. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Learning new things. Love it. Uh, We had another question come in from an email. When should I bring my baby in for their first appointment? Dr. Erin? Sure. Um, The American Dental Association uh, recommends an age one dental visit. And the purpose behind that is a couple reasons. One is to um, establish a dental home. You know, things can happen fast with little kiddos. You always don't want this to happen, but a fall, um, Mm -hmm. bump that that front tooth. And so it's nice to have someone to call. And most importantly, too, at that age one visit, you really go over um, education for parents, the do's and don'ts um, as far as how to care for your child's teeth, um, brushing when it's appropriate to begin using toothpaste with fluoride, what to drink before bedtime um and so yeah they recommend the age one dental visit okay excellent what are the signs that someone may need to use a mouth guard at night dr mm-hmm. ann what what when do we like oh you know what we might need a mouth guard you know it is interesting i see wear patterns on people all the time and i think like, if I had to guess, I would mm-hmm. definitely say over 50% of people grind or clench their I teeth at night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, you know, there's a there's different things that you notice, but you definitely will start to see, like, a wear pattern on um, people, like their canines or those, you know, those kind of corner teeth. You'll s- notice that they start to get flat. 
Um, if you start to see like broken teeth, broken fillings, um, or even just symptoms, some people will have, you know, jaw pain or muscle pain, headaches, that sort of thing. You know, that's definitely an indication, but I think it's more common than we think. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't have any symptoms. So until you're like, Hey, have you ever been told that you grind or clench your teeth at night? And they're like, Oh yeah, my, you know, my spouse tells me all the time, but I don't wear a night guard. Um, but I mean, you can do a lot of damage at night and mm -hmm. all of a sudden your front teeth start to get really short and worn and rough and sharp. So, um, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely a real thing. And a night guard is something that's so easy to make, mm -hmm. um, and can, you know, keep you definitely keep you out of the hot seat. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Well, we have just a couple minutes left today before we wrap up. I know I wanted to ask, I know some people feel very anxious about going to the dentist. What would you tell someone who maybe has not been to the dentist for a few years, but knows they really should make an appointment? <laughs> Well, we are a judge-free zone. <laughs> judge-free um, zone. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, I hear often, oh, gosh, I haven't been in for 20 years. I'm so sorry. You're probably, you know, their patients are embarrassed. Um, and, you know, a lot of anxiety. So it's embarrassment and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know... I promise you we've seen worse so <laughs> <laughs> you've seen a lot yeah huh? um <laughs> and you know you also hear too I have a lot of patients that will tell me um of an experience as, as a child and so um you know things have really changed and come a long ways there's so many um different things out there that can make a patient more comfortable and and I promise you it's it's not like what most yeah. people remember and so um you know we're we do really well at uh, making you comfortable and and at ease so that's the most rewarding part yeah you know, is, oh yeah is when you yeah can can help someone and, and when they tell you this is the best experience i've ever had mm -hmm. makes mm -hmm. it worth it excellent well thank you to both of you for being here today Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank fun. you yeah, absolutely before we go please be sure to tune in to south dakota public broadcasting television and the prairie doc facebook page for on call with the prairie doc most thursdays starting at 7 p.m central join us this thursday for a new live on call with the prairie doc Prairie guest host Alex Bisson is joined by Dr. John Bisson from Bisson Dental in Brookings and Dr. Jason Leet from Siouxland Oral and Maxofacial Surgery in Sioux Falls. Tune in at 7 p.m. Central on SDPB or streaming on our Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Ann Harris and Dr. Aaron Krogman for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. 